what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Old song says, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Praise God. How many of you are thankful for the presence of the Lord that just swept all through this building just now? God, we're thankful for your presence in this place. Praise God. Glory to God. I promise I won't stand here before you too long. I just want to deliver what it is that, that's in, in my spirit to, to get out here and deliver to you all today. And uh, it's really uh, very, very simple on the subject of prayer, on the subject of prayer. When you, when, you look at, uh, when you look at the ministry and you look at the life of Jesus, thank you all, awesome. Uh, you look at the ministry in the life of Jesus, it was one that, that he, he taught much on prayer. Uh, he lived a life of prayer. Uh, the, the very crux of his ministry was, was really uh, the foundation of it was the basis of prayer. Uh, his, his relationship, his, his communication uh, with, with the Father, that, that is what fueled him to be able to do uh, what he did. And, and if you look, even in times that maybe we, we look over that we don't even realize Jesus was teaching on prayer, he was still teaching on prayer. Uh, he, so, so much so that, that when, when the disciples came to Jesus, there, there was a million things they could have asked him to teach them. There was a, because how many of you know, if, if we went up to Jesus and we were going to ask him something, we'd be like, Jesus, teach me to uh, walk on the water. Right? Show me that little, that little trick thing you did on the water, Jesus. Let me, let me, uh, or uh, Jesus, uh, teach me the, the trick of uh, spitting in the dirt and putting mud on people's eyes. Show me that one. Show me, show me that trick, Jesus. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Jesus, teach me, uh, teach me how to. Talk to tombs and people come up out of it still wrapped up. Teach me. No, 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 no. When, when, when the disciples came to Jesus, there was a million things they could have asked him to teach them. But the thing they asked were, teach us how to pray. Because they understood there was something about his lifestyle of prayer that enabled him to do what it was he was doing. They noticed Jesus slipping away in behind the other side of the mountain. They saw Jesus slipping away from the crowds and getting away from everybody else. And they knew something was going on on the other side of the mountain. And they said, Jesus, we need to understand what that is. And so Jesus, uh, because of that, Jesus uh, began to teach them what we call the Lord's Prayer when, when really it was the disciples' prayer. We see, we see the Lord's Prayer in John 17 when Jesus was praying to the Father. And that's a whole other teaching in and of itself. But, but we've, we've memorized what we call the Lord's Prayer. We quote it even before, you know, I remember growing up, uh, I had a baseball coach. I don't, Lord, I quit playing baseball at 12. Uh, but I had a baseball coach. They didn't even go to church. But every, every practice and every game, we had to recite the Lord's Prayer. Father which art in heaven, you know, hallowed be thy name. And we, we're taught to, to recite it, but we have to understand that is not the full crux of what Jesus meant when he gave us that passage of Scripture. Jesus, even here in Matthew chapter 7, was trying to let the disciples know that every, everything that you're going to get access to in the Spirit is going to come through the vehicle of prayer. Everything that you need, you need, everything that you need access to, everything that we need to happen in our lives happen when we pray for it. We've got to understand that, uh, yeah, God can do anything, but God has given us the power and the vehicle of prayer to make things happen on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth 
as it is in heaven. And so Jesus here is teaching us on prayer. And I got to just, just throw this out there because I really believe that uh, he, he listed three specific things. And I think it was on purpose because I think this kind of shows three elements of prayer or maybe even three levels of prayer that Jesus was teaching. He said, he said ask, seek, knock. Ask, knock. I believe those, those represent three elements of prayer. And I want to just touch on those here just for a minute to just lay a foundation for where we're going this morning. He said, the first thing he said is ask. He said, ask and you will receive. Ask, it will be given to you. Ask, ask, ask. First thing we got to understand is nothing happens in the kingdom unless we first ask. I heard somebody say one time, close mouths, don't get fed. Nothing happened unless we ask. This word ask, literally, it's not just uh, throwing something out there. Because how, how many of you have prayed those, um, I'm really sleepy, I'm laying in the bed, but I forgot to pray today, prayers. <laughs> you know when you lay, Lord, I just thank you for the day. And I'm just, Lord, it's just, um, <clears throat> we've all prayed those. <laughs> We've all, and I'm not, I'm not talking about that type of asking because we have to understand um, this word ask literally means desire. Desire, and it will be given to you. Because it's one thing to use our vocal cords, but if we don't attach desire to what it is we're asking for, then, then we're still not moving anything in the spirit. Because look, we can hear things with our ears, but spirit knows how to recognize authority. Spirit knows how to recognize faith and how to recognize desire. So this is not just a casual asking. It's not just a casual asking, Lord, let me find a good parking place today when I go out to eat after church. <laughs> no, this is, this is a desire that burns on the inside of us. Literally, it means to desire or to crave after. And Jesus is teaching us if we desire and we crave after it, then it will be given to you. It'll be given to you. This is, the, this is the first level of prayer. This level of prayer there, it kind of means this. It says, uh, ask and you will receive. Or literally it means this. It's like I need something and when I ask, my faith helps to generate it. Because this word receive means to take what is yours and to hold it in your hand. So when I desire it, it's literally me desiring something from God as I ask. And so I ask God for something, and then, watch, then my faith generates it. This is what I teach because faith is a generator. Faith works exactly like a generator. If your electricity is out and you're fortunate enough to have a generator at your house, you understand there's gasoline in that generator. When you turn the generator on, it doesn't produce gasoline. It produces electricity. Or maybe you have it hooked up to a natural gas supply or whatever. It still generates electricity. That's what a generator does. A generator takes something of one substance and converts it into something else. And that's how faith works. Faith takes that which is spirit and generates it into natural. That which is invisible and it generates it into something that is tangible, something that, that I can touch. And this is that, that level of prayer when I ask God for something by faith and my faith helps generate it to where I need it right now in time and space. It takes that which is eternal and as I pray, and as I pray by faith, believing God to operate according to his word, then it generates it to where I need it. That's asking. But then he didn't just say to ask and you'll receive. He also said seek and you will find. 
Seek and you will find. This is the next level when it comes to communication with God. Because simply that's what prayer is, me communicating with God. And he said, seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. This, this word seek is interesting because it does has to do with this. It, it deals with inquiring of God inquiring of God, or literally, it also means this when you start looking at this word seek literally also means to worship. Worship, inquire, and you will find. This is why this is important because the word find here, it means to, uh, to find out by inquiry or to see something, to learn something, or to perceive something. Now we're starting to see the difference because the first level of prayer was me asking God for something. God gives it to me because my faith helped to generate him. The second level of prayer is not necessarily me receiving something tangible, but rather me receiving revelation. Because there are times that we pray and we need God to do something for us, but there's other times that we pray and we need God to tell us something. This is that second element of prayer that Jesus is teaching us here. But you see, here's the thing you've got to look at. This word seek is the same word used in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 when it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, I, know, I, got, some, I got some Bible scholars in here, diligently what? Seek him. Literally, it means those who diligently worship him. So the principle here is this, is I don't just ask God for stuff, but there's times I'm going to have to seek after God with my worship because God rewards worshipers. And so as I seek after God, particularly in my worship, you've got to understand the principle is revelation comes through worship. That as I worship God, revelation comes and stuff comes to me in worship that's not going to come to me just when I'm asking God for stuff because worship is not me asking God. Worship is me worshiping. Worship is me telling God how awesome he is. And as I begin to let God know how awesome he is, then it drops spiritual nuggets or revelation into my spirit and it gives me things in my spirit or in my mind that I didn't know before. Has anybody been in the middle of worship but God just dropped something in your spirit that you needed and you were, you were looking for some answers and you didn't have an answer and so you decided, look, I can't pray this thing out. I can't, I can't figure it out. So God, I'm just going to worship. And in the middle of worship, all of a sudden God just, Drops it in your spirit. That's, that's that second, second level of prayer. And then the third level, it says this. Jesus said, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. And then he says, knock, and the door will be opened unto you. This is that third element of prayer here that really takes it a, a, another step further into the realm of prayer. One I ask, I receive. One I, I seek or I worship and I receive information. But this type of prayer is more of an uh, intercessory type of prayer. It's more of a battlefield type of prayer. It's more of a, of a prayer that, that requires some force and requires some authority. Because here, uh, the first one is I use my voice. The second one, I use my voice. But how many of you know you don't knock with your voice? So it lets us know that this type of prayer goes a little further into it. And it says, knock, and it, it will be opened. I've always read that the door will be opened. But literally, it just uh, the, the original text just says, knock, and it will be opened. Which means it doesn't necessarily just have to be a door. It's just something right now that you need that's locked up that you've got to knock on it before it comes open. Yeah. And he said, knock and it will 
be open. This is a, uh, let me say it like this, this is an authoritative type of prayer because when you understand the principle of something being locked, you also understand the principle of Matthew chapter 16. Jesus taught his disciples after, after they just received revelation as to who he was, He'd ask who the men say that I am. Well, some say you this, some say you that. Who do you say that I am? Peter stands up and says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, you've spoken well. Flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And then Jesus takes it to the next step. He says, and I'm going to say you're Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And watch, the next thing that he said was this, and I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom that whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven, or whatever is loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Keys lock and unlock. So let's put it like this. Jesus said then, he said, "Uh, I'm going to give you keys, and whatever door is locked, you can keep it locked. I'll give you the authority, though, with this key, that whatever door is closed, you have the authority to unlock it. And that is what Jesus is talking about in this element of prayer. He said, ask, seek, and then he said, knock, and the door will be open, or knock, and it will be open. Uh, uh, how many of you have ever gone into a different element of prayer that required a little something extra and been like, Lord, I need this? I don't know, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever been involved with uh, any serious type of praying before, <laughs> but when you really find yourself in a spiritual battle, If you've never been in one before, find somebody that has and let them help you out next time you find yourself in one because this this, this knocking is something that happens and sometimes you you knock, or let me say it, you knock until it opens. You knock until it opens or you pray until you have it. You seek until you find it. You knock until it's open. This is not a type of prayer to where we just do it and then we're done. It's not a type of access to where we just use our, our voices and just say something and we do it one time and then no. There's a, there's a tenacity to it while we pray in these, these levels of prayer that when Jesus commands us, ask, seek, and knock, and it will be opened. And so all of this requires something that we want to call faith. It all requires faith for anything to open up for us. Because faith is the key. Faith is the key. Let me ask some honest people today. How many of you have prayed faithless prayers? Okay. I'm going to come to the honest people over here. Uh, how many of you... <laughs> How many of you ever uh, heard Jesus just give you one of those, oh, yeah, little faith? I'm the pastor, and I get it sometimes myself, oh, ye of little faith. But you see, faith is the key. And one of the things you've got to understand is this. When the enemy comes at you, the enemy always attacks your faith. When Jesus was looking at Peter, and he told Peter, he said, look, Satan desires to have you. He wants to sift you as wheat. And Jesus said, but don't worry about it. I've prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Because when the enemy attacks, it's always an attack on your faith because he understands that when a child of God begins to operate and move according to faith in God, he knows he's already a defeated foe. 
So what he wants to do then is he wants to try to get in your head and cause you to try to doubt God and doubt the promises of God and cause you to not believe that God is exactly who he said he is because he wants you to give up on your faith because he knows if you believe in God, he doesn't stand a fighting chance because he already understands what Jesus accomplished on the cross. He already knows that everything that we need and everything that we need access to, Jesus accomplished it on the cross of Calvary. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Do you realize in that one scripture, Jesus on the cross took care of our sin, he took care of our mind, and he took care of... All of it was purchased on the cross of Calvary. That's why we can sing the old songs like Jesus paid it all. It wasn't just salvation that he paid for. He paid for your peace. He paid for your healing. He paid for your deliverance. He paid for you to have joy. He paid for you to have a life and life more abundantly for us to be whole spirit, soul, and body. Uh, and so, when we begin to understand that, it takes us into this level of prayer that is this. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Now, I don't want to get too deep, but I just want to just say this. This word confidence means to be outspoken, to be blunt, to have assurance, and watch, to have cheerful courage. Outspoken, blunt, cheerful courage. That I have assurance. This is the confidence that I have. This is the, the you see, have you, oh, Lord, I don't, I know, I know y'all don't have these people at Bethel, so I'm not throwing shade at anybody here, but how many of you have those friends <laughs> that have been saved for 30 years and still don't believe God? Can I tell you one of the number one reasons why people start doubting God is because they had an experience that didn't look like the Bible. They had an experience that they prayed and they earnestly believed God. It didn't turn out the way they thought it was going to turn out. And here's the problem. They started, they started making a new theology for their base, faith based upon an experience and not based upon the Bible. And one of the things we can never do is base our theology on experience because experience can and will change. And if my only basis of faith is on an experience, then if I have a bad experience, then I have bad faith. But as long as my faith stays rested on the Word of God, then my faith can stand sure and on a sure foundation even though my experience doesn't look like what I just read. Even though my experience didn't look like what I'm believing God for. But you see, this is the confidence that we have in Him. Not the confidence that I have in my experience, but the confidence that I have in Him, in God. The confidence or the, the outspoken bluntness of our faith. How many of you know when you start talking faith around doubters, they get uncomfortable? When you get real outspoken because God already gave you a word because you've already sought him and he, you found an answer, when you start telling everybody that answer, some, sometimes if you tell the wrong person, they're going to tell you things like, now you don't want to get your faith up too high. You don't want to, you know, you're, you don't want to, I mean, that's, whew, that's, that's pretty big stuff there. Yeah, yeah, but my confidence is in him. 
Are you really believing God for that? I mean, that, that, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense that God just was there from forever and started speaking worlds into existence, but he did it. It doesn't make sense that a man could be self-resurrected from the grave, but he did it. It doesn't make sense for some of y'all, some of us to be saved today, but he did it. Nothing about it makes sense. And people are like, you really going to believe God? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big request. Well, thank God we serve a pretty big God that's able to answer some pretty big requests. The last time I checked, my Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Oh, that's that scripture, that scripture. You see, because that's what the Bible says is this. <laughs> he said, if you ask everyone, everyone say everyone. Yeah. Everyone that asks receives. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Now, I don't have to be a Bible scholar to understand the definition of everyone. It means everyone. Look at somebody real quick say, that means you too. Everyone. Because look, Jesus keeps teaching and he says this. He said, when we start having our confidence, he said this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus said, because which one of you, if your son asks for bread, gives him a stone? If he asks for a fish, he's going to give him a serpent. Who, who does that? I mean, if my, if, if my kids were hungry, which my kids, Lord, they eat so much food. Y'all pray for me. It, it's a, it costs a fortune just to feed them. But if they come in and be like, Dad, we're hungry. We have a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not going to be like, yeah, go out in the driveway and get you some rocks. <laughs> hey, Dad, can you cook some fish? That'd be Zachy asking for the fish. Yeah. Dad, can, we have, can you fry some fish? Mm, yeah, how about you uh, go into the woods and go find your rattlesnake instead? What? foolishness what is he what is he trying to say <laughs> he said if you being evil know how to get good gifts to your children how much more shall your heavenly father give to us who ask so here's the question why would we ask god for something and believe him to do something different why would we ask god for something that we need and and then expect Okay, why would we ask God for, okay, say, you, say your car breaks down. Lord, I need a new car. By faith, I'm believing that you're going to work some stuff. Why would we ask God for a new car and then believe him for a tricycle? But so many times, that's what we, what we do. And what Jesus is trying to tell us is this, what you ask me for. Believe that I'm able to do what you've asked me for, but not just what you asked me for, but how much more shall our Heavenly Father? Because look, if we at our best are still being evil, can do good stuff for our kids, don't you think it's the Father's desire to do good stuff for you? It's His desire, it's His will. And so <laughs> it brings me back to this, and this is my confidence that I have in him, that if I ask what? Some things according to his will. No, if I ask anything 
according to his will. This word ask is the same one in Matthew 7. If I desire anything according to his will. <laughs> the word will there means the same thing. It means desire or purpose. So if I desire anything that he desires... If my desire is anything that he desires, then I know that he hears me. This is the next principle of prayer we've got to understand is when you pray, believe that God is listening. Because number, I tell you, the number one thing the enemy tries to do is attack your faith. If he can't attack your faith, he's going to attack your ability for God to hear your prayers. And then it'll cause us to believe that you're praying, but God ain't listening. We've all prayed prayers that we thought hit the ceiling and bounced right back down. But he said, if we, if we desire anything according to his desire or his purpose, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in what, everyone say, whatever we ask. <laughs> Are you seeing how wide the scope is? That God, when it comes to prayer, is not limiting us to a short little amount of answered prayers. Uh, God is not rationing answers to your prayers. He said, everyone that asks, everyone that seeks, everyone that knocks, and this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything, how crazy it may sound to others, how appalling it may sound to maybe even some in your family, but if you ask anything, According to his purpose and his desire, or let me back up, if we ask anything according to his word, because we've got to understand that God's will for our life is his word. Because the word of God is the revealed will of God for us. It is what he has already said, and this word of God is full of promises. The Bible says great and precious promises. And the Bible says that every promise of the Lord is in him, yes and amen. Uh, and so he said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know or we have confidence or faith that we have what we've asked from him. We have what we ask from him. The word have is the same word as receive, and it literally means to hold in my hand. It literally means that I have taken possession of what I just asked for. But herein lies a principle of faith. <laughs> faith is the substance of things asked for, the evidence of things not seen. So that means there are times when I'm praying, I have to have evidence that God's done it, even though I don't have evidence that God's done it. I have to have confidence that it's already mine, even though I don't see that I already possess it. And that's what he said. He said, this is the confidence that I have, that if I ask anything, then I already have, or I already possess what it is that I've asked for. That's God's word to us. But you see, here, here's the thing. God, God gave me this this week. So uh, let's look at it like this. Everyone say it's already in your hand. It'll, it'll make sense here in a minute because remember, it says that we have whatever we've asked for, which means when I ask for it, I already possess it before I possess it. 
I already have it before I have it. Mm. So, say what I need is a pen. Not a real big request, but, you know, works for now. Say, what I, say this is what I need right here. And I'm asking God, God, I'm standing on your word. Let's just, uh, let's just say there's a book of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah 25, verse 3 says, thou shalt have a pen. That's, that's whatever. Thou shalt have a pen. Lord, according to your word, Hezekiah chapter 27, you promised me I'll have a pen. I believe that I'm going to receive this pen in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, here's what happens so many times. Let's just say, come here, Nemo. I'm going to put him on the spot. Come on. Hold my pen. He's not this bashful, I promise. So, hold up the pen. Okay. You're God, just for this analogy. You have the pen that I need, and I'm praying for the pen. And I'm here, he's in heaven with the pen, because all he said, <laughs> he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according to Ephesians chapter 1, right? So, here's the problem. I'm here on earth. My spiritual pen is in heaven, but I need my pen on earth. And so I'm here on earth, and I'm praying. Lord, according to your word in the book of Hezekiah, chapter 27, <laughs> I need a pen. Lord, I believe that you're going to give me the, I'm, I'm asking. Now, here's what happens a lot of times. We pray this prayer, Lord, I need the pen, and this be praying, pen, thank you, Jesus, amen, and then we walk away. And the problem is when we walk away, we don't see ourselves possessing what we just asked for, we still see him holding it. And so therefore, it's still in his hand, not mine. And I don't need it to stay in his hand, I need it in mine. And the confidence that I have is, is whatever I ask, I believe that I already have or I already possess in my hand what I've asked for. So when I pray, when I ask, I seek, and I knock, I don't walk away from the prayer with him still holding what I need. By faith, I have to realize that faith is taking that invisible pen and is going to generate it into what I need in the natural. And what you've got to be able to do is, is by faith, while you're praying, you've got to see yourself not standing here and the pen staying there. But as I'm asking for that pen, I see myself going. And by the time I say, in Jesus' name, amen, it's already in my hand. It's already in my possession. Uh, so one of the things you have to understand is, is when you pray, if you believe while you pray, by the time you give an amen, does anybody know what amen means? It is so, so be it, or it is done. So you've got to understand, by the time you say in Jesus' name, amen, you have to understand that it's already in your possession. 
that when you get up from praying or when you get finished praying, when you walk away from that prayer by faith, what you've asked God for is already in your hand. And I need to just encourage a few people's faith here this morning because sometimes you've been praying and it seems like God's holding on to what you need. But what I'm trying to let you know is this by faith, it's already in your hand. Uh, some of you have been asking God for a promotion. By faith, it's already in your hand. Because my faith does not work in time and place. My faith works in the realm of eternity. And my faith takes what is in eternity and brings it to where I am in time and space. So some of you have been praying for healing. It's already in your hand. Some of you have been praying for God to do stuff in your mind. I'm trying to let you know when you prayed it, God already did it. It's already in your hand. Don't allow the enemy to convince you that God is not going to do what God already said he would do. Don't allow Satan to get into your mind and tempt you with the idea that maybe somehow God's not going to answer your prayer. Why? Because everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. And everyone that knocks, the door will be open. It's a lie from the pit of hell that try to let you know God will not answer your prayer. It's a lie from the pit of hell to try to convince you that God is not going to perform his word for your life. Because God is able to do it. God will do it. If you ask and you believe and it's according According to his word, God will hear and God will answer your prayer. And by the time you give and it is so, you've got to know and believe that it's already in your hand. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Encourage somebody's faith real quick and just tell them, say, it's already in your hand. Oh, it's already. It's already in your hand. You're not trying to convince God to do something that he hasn't already done. It's already yours. It's already in your possession. God's already accomplished it. Jesus already paid for it at Calvary. Your faith has already put it in the works. And watch, Jesus is praying for you that your faith would not fail. Hmm. I think that's the prayer right now. I think that's the prayer right now. Join hands with somebody real quick. Just join hands with somebody real quick. Help me pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Though we're coming into agreement for our brothers and our sisters here this morning, and God, there's those that feel like they're on the edge of their faith level. Feel like their faith is about ready to fail. Their faith is about ready to give in. But God, we believe, Jesus, you're our intercessor. And you're praying for them that their faith would not fail. You're praying for them that their faith would not give up, their faith would not give in. In the name of Jesus, we believe that faith is rising to the people of God right now. Hope is rising, expectation is rising in the people of God. Their faith will not fail. But, Lord, we believe right now that every word that you've spoken over their life, everything that you've declared in your word, every prayer that they've prayed, you've heard it. Everyone that prays, everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that seeks will find. Everyone that knocks the door will be open. So, God, we thank you right now, Lord, that this, there's some asking that's been going on they're receiving it right now it's already in their hand there's some seeking that's been going on we believe that right now answers are coming to their spirit and into their minds answers are coming right now Lord there's some knocking that's been going on God we thank you in the name of Jesus that they're it 
that has been locked up up until now, it's about to open up, God. We thank you doors are about to open up. We're knocking on doors right now. We believe that you've given us the keys to the kingdom that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. <laughs> whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Things being opened up right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Though we're not going to believe for something different than what we need and what we're asking for, God, we're going to believe that you're going to supply what we're asking for. But you're going to do it above and beyond. It's going to be much more. Because our Heavenly Father does exceeding abundantly, exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Lord, raise faith levels today to believe you for who you said you are. We believe, God, you're working miracles. We believe, God, you're healing bodies. We believe, God, you're saving souls. You're delivering minds. You're setting free even right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare there's nothing too hard for you. There's nothing too hard for our God. normally do this, but if you're here today and you're not a believer, you're not a Christian, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, we want to make sure that you have that opportunity before you get out of here today. We believe that God brought you into this place for this moment, maybe you're even watching online, but we believe that God is moving and working on your life even right now. We believe that God is about to seal you for all eternity, seal you with His Spirit. I want everyone in here to do something with me. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, we shall be saved. That's the very first step in this thing. I want everyone in here to make this confession of faith with me. Even right now, we'll believe that if you're making this confession for the very first time, or maybe, maybe you're rededicating your life to Christ, whatever the case may be, we believe that this is your time and your moment. Everyone just say this with me now. Just say, Lord, I come to you now. I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Be my Lord, be my Savior, wash me, cleanse me, forgive me. I believe my sins are forgiven, my past is forgotten. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. for me. If you prayed that for the very first time or you just rededicated, we, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you would just slip that hand up in the air. We got people want to just love on you and agree with you. You want to put that hand up and leave it up. We're going to come and love on you. Thank you for slipping that hand up. If, you, if you're here today and you say that for the first time or you just rededicated your life to Christ, just slip that hand up in the air because we want to celebrate with you and we want to pray with you and agree with you in Jesus' name. Praise God. I don't know who's taking the mic next, but uh, it's all good. 
I need you to encourage a few people real quick and just tell them, say, it's already in your hand. It's already in your hand. It's already in your hand. We're believing that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And God will move exactly how he said he's going to move. Amen.